January 6th are being persecuted so unfairly. Still no sign of Gabby Petito, a young woman from Florida who went missing during a cross-country trip with her fiancé. He still refuses to cooperate with police. Correspondent Jerika Duncan's been following the story. Investigators say they're not ruling out a connection between Gabby's disappearance and the murder of a couple found dead at a Utah campsite last month. Laundry and his parents are not speaking on the advice from his lawyer. Police say they're frustrated by Laundry's silence, but he's exercising his constitutional right. The pandemic-era shortage of bus drivers is becoming more acute. April Ragey's third graders gotten stuck twice this week. The past two days, I've gotten a call, gosh, probably 20 minutes, 25 minutes before his bus is supposed to arrive, saying there is no driver. One business that's boomed during the pandemic, liquor stores. But CBS's Jim Crisula says they're the latest to be hit by supply chain problems, at least in one state. Pennsylvania's state-run liquor system has started rationing sales of a few dozen products because of supply shortages. There are now two bottles per day purchase limits for certain products at stores, as well as limits on how many bottles bars and restaurants can get. S&P futures are down four. Dow futures off 41. This is CBS News. Fever is the key symptom for both the flu and COVID. The Exergen Temporal Scanner is essential to detect fevers early and reliably. Learn more at exergen.com. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, Good night. there's a lot of meetups, eatups, and hurryups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards Program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. Dell's semi-annual sale is the perfect opportunity for a significant business upgrade. Save up to 45% on Dell computers built for business with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, enjoy special pricing on Dell docks, monitors, servers, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Succeed anywhere with Windows 10 Pro. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today to find the right tech for your business with fast, free shipping. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. It's a brand new game for car dealers in this country. And here's the story from Jeff Gilbert. The computer chip shortage has wiped out inventories. At Thad Sots dealerships, there are 70% fewer vehicles in stock. Our demand has not dropped at all. Our biggest challenge right now is, is supply. Zot has kept sales going by trying to find customers something close to what they want and ordering vehicles for others. He's found that he doesn't need to keep as many cars and trucks in stock and may keep his inventories leaner over the long run. Jeff Gilbert, CBS News, Detroit. Age isn't stopping a legendary Broadway composer. How I loved the view from here. 91-year-old Stephen Sondheim tells the late show Stephen Colbert more, more. that he is working on a new play he hopes to debut next year. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Half a million businesses connect using Zoom. A single platform for video, phone, chat, and conference rooms. Zoom enables real-time collaboration no matter where your teams are. Global enterprises trust the easy-to-use, reliable, and secure Zoom platform to power high-performance teams. Empower your workforce with Zoom. Save 15% on meetings, chat, and phone with a Zoom United bundle. Visit zoom.com bundle. Zoom, how the world connects. Is finding the clothes that you love in just the right fit and size an overwhelming task? Experience a new way to shop with Stitch Fix. Our experts hand-select pieces so you can get the ease of personal styling from the convenience of home. Every piece is curated just for you, for staying home or on the go in your unique style. With Stitch Fix, there's never any subscription required, and it's delivered right to your door. Get started today at stitchfix.com. Stitch Fix. Your style delivered. It's the 23rd annual Paw Paw Festival this weekend at Lake Snowden in Albany, Ohio. From the 17th until the 19th, enjoy music, competitions, beverages, and more. Events include Best Paw Paw Contest, the Brewers Roundtable, and Paw Paw Beer Tasting, the Paw Paw Eating Contest, and the Paw Paw Cook-Off. Free shuttle service to and from Athens, Albany, and Hocking College, 
Once again, the 23rd Annual Paw Paw Festival at Lake Snowden in Albany. For more information, go to ohiopawpawfest.com. Ready to check home ownership off your bucket list, but worried you can't afford it? The Ohio Housing Finance Agency is here to help. We offer down payment assistance and discounted interest rates to recent Ohio college grads, teachers, nurses, veterans, and more. Not a first-time home buyer? We've got a program for you, too. Find out if you qualify at myohiohome.org. That's myohiohome.org. Homeownership, ready when you are. Sponsored by the Ohio Housing Finance Agency, aired by the OAB and this station. Hey, it's Boots. We'll give you a fall preview on car care, and we'll get the latest from NASCAR. Join us. We'll make it a blast. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. The Bulldogs picked up their first win of the season against Alexander and go against another TVC Ohio opponent this week. It's the Athens Bulldogs against the Vinton County Vikings. Athens Bulldog football on the radio is sponsored by Stop and Cop, CNE Hardware and Outdoors, Matthews Insurance, Brony's Alumni Grill, Integrated Services, Wendy's, Donato's, Steak and Shake, Larry's Doghouse, and Siemens Grocery. Tune in to 970 AM, 97.1 FM, or online at 970WATH.com for all the Bulldog football action this year. It's when we dig deep. Moves it to Bjorkstrand, leaves it now for Texier, steps around his man, left wing circle. To do the right thing at the right moment. All the way around behind the net, wrap around and score! Nice shoot, Tex! It's our blue, and out of our blue, we rise. Choose the games you want and flexible payment options with the Blue Jackets Ticket Plan for the 2021-2022 season. Text TICKET to 26791 for more information. Do you want to make improvements to your business or facility and don't know where to begin? Let us, VSWC Architects, assist you to make your building into something unique and special. We design to provide you with an efficient facility, enhanced curb appeal, and the best value for your money. Call me, Trent DeBruin, in Athens, Ohio, at 740-541-9725. campus of NF Tech with Coach Art Turf. A lot of enthusiasm here today, Coach, and a big weekend coming up with your home opener against Cinema State. Well, that's right. You know, this year is one of them things that college football is all about. You know, letting classes out early, getting all the students out here to the stadium. Here we are at the half shell having this pep rally going on, getting ready for the first home ball game of the season. It's going to be the first conference ball game of the season. Everybody's looking forward to it. Enthusiasm's high, and boy, we're ready to go get them. I'm sure this is going to inspire your team to their first win of the year. Well, that's right. You see all them boys over there on the bench. Somebody wake up Simmons over there. Uh, he needs to get inspired just like the rest of us boys. Simmons, he's the one who scored your uh, points last week, wasn't he? Well, that's right. He was one responsible for our field goals, and that's caused the NCAA to come up with a special category. You know, they usually uh, credit field goal kickers with field goals, and I bet he's the first holder in NCAA football history to get credit for a field goal. We were talking about your game plan against Cinema State yesterday, Coach, and there is a big revenge factor in this ball game. so I'm sure you've come up with a good game plan for this contest. Well, that's right. You know, we think that we got three keys to victory, and that is lights, camera, action. Sounds like an interesting game plan. We'll get into that a little bit more with Coach Art Turf right after we pause for this message. And the Art Turf Show is proudly brought to you by something that Art Turf's wide receivers would benefit from on their hands, super glue to get you in to a sticky situation. Here on campus with Coach Art Turf. And Coach, before we took our break a moment ago, you were telling me you had a three-way game plan that you're going to use against Cinema State this weekend. Well, that's right. Lights, camera, action, three parts to the game plan. That first part is the lights. You know, we uh, we are uh, going to play the ball game at night because they used to play in all their ball games in the daytime over at the Cinema State. You know, they matinee folks. So we're hoping 
really that the lights are going to be working tomorrow. And, and secondly, uh, camera part of it, we're planning on picking up our first victory of the season this week. And uh, we want to be sure and preserve this uh, victory for the history. And so we want to make sure our cameras are working. And, and thirdly and lastly and, and certainly most importantly is the action part of it. We want the boys to go out there and perform to their best for the game plan. They want, we want them to be in action so as we can pick up our first victory of the season. Well, certainly a lot of enthusiasm here on campus, Coach, and we wish you the best of luck against Cinema State. Well, we got a special treat for the fans coming up. Why don't you tell them about it? The Inept Tech Glee Club will be here to sing the school song, so let's listen. Take it away, folks. I-N-E-P-T, Inept Tech, two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. We are the mighty interview with the head coach of the fighting oysters of inept tech the coaching legend in his own mind the one and only coach art turf oysters oysters yeah good times for you and me broad too Sixty-six beautiful sunny degrees right now here on Columbus Road. I'm sure it's very similar wherever you are listening from. Going to climb up to 84 degrees today. Saturday and Sunday, similar weather, also hot. But for the first time, starting next week, it's going to start dipping down a bit. They say Monday, a 79 high, Tuesday, 77, Wednesday, a high of 68, Thursday, a high of 63. Well, you get that point. It's, uh, you know, fall is starting to show up here. And, um, you know, I've lived places where we didn't have real seasons, you know, or maybe you had two seasons, but not a full four. Um, and, and, And either situation to live in has its plus and minuses. But this just enjoy all the great things about Southeast Ohio, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Beautiful weather this morning. Do you see? Did uh, you see Thursday's temperature? The high temperature next week. Well, sixty-three. Yeah. I just mentioned it. You yeah. did. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you were paying attention, <laughs> but anyway, no. I I'm see. having a Groundhog Day okay. back here. What's that mean? Did you see, by the way, Thursday's temperature? <laughs> That's what that means. Did you ever see that movie, Groundhog Day with Bill where you, Murray? Where they keep repeating things? Yeah. Okay, no. I mean, yeah. I'm sure I the have. Same day. <laughs> same thing happens the next day. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, I get it. Now I get it. Yeah, yeah, by the way, did you see Thursday's? No, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Today, the 17th day of September... wife and I had our trip to Columbus yesterday for some of her uh, uh, medical tests and so on. Everything went well. Um, but but I, it's always a, a little bit disturbing for me to come back. It, it always seems like we're coming back during the afternoon rush hour. And the... The difference in drivers that you come across, some who are real pushy, others that, you know, are, 
are should be going a little bit faster. Um, even big trucks that'll just get on your bumper and really, I mean, you're already exceeding the speed limit and they're wanting to push you harder. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. Very annoying. It's, it's, um, it's distracting too. Oh, yes. As you keep looking in your, in your your rear view mirror. You're worried about stuff you don't need to. Yeah. They're crawling up on your rear end, trying to, like you said, push you along. And I'm like, dude, I'm already doing 150 here. Yeah, well, not that much, but... Well, I'm exaggerating, obviously. But, I mean, you know, there's places between uh, Athens and Columbus that are 70. But uh, you're pushed along at 80. Yeah. And... um, Well, they do that. Why, Why don't they just... You know, there is a passing lane, I'm pretty sure, right? Oh, I mean, it's full, too. Yeah. And then you'll be going along at the speed limit, and there will be someone in the, uh, uh, the let's see, it'd be the right lane, the slower lane, right? Yeah. Who's just doing 55. <laughs> yep. So it puts you in a position of having to signal and get out into the... Passing lane, and so, you know, and then everybody else is zooming. Yeah, it's in the 70 speed limit zone, and they're doing the, what they, remember when people used to be called Sunday drivers? Mm-hmm. Are they still called that? Is that I, I term know. still in use? By those of us old enough, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but you're right. They They climb up on the back of your car, and you can almost just, Feel them getting ready to there was nudge a you. Huge white Peterbilt semi truck. You know how the Peterbilt cabs are so uh, impressive looking. Yeah. Um. Boy, he was just on my tail all the time. I mean, not, there probably wasn't even ten feet of clearance. Well, that's dangerous. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, and, of course, the other thing, and Scott and I were talking about this a few minutes ago, is that that, that whole stretch between Athens and, well, basically Columbus, they have added a number of places where they call it no... Um, where they're watching extra carefully. And um, there's a term, I just, it's... Distracted driving? Well, that's part of it, but also no... um, They're going to strictly enforce the law, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. Um, So if it's supposed to be 70, you better not be doing 73. And they don't, in this distracted driving, cell phones and GPS systems and what have you, are really helpful, but they can also momentarily take your attention away from what you're supposed to be doing. So there's going to be more tighter enforcement, particularly here on Route 33 of that. Okay, we haven't really talked about this. Was it the... Uh, was it- Enforcement zone? Is that what you were yes. thinking of? The word maybe? Yes. Um, no. Where they mean uh, no strict, strict um, compliance yeah. is what they're getting at. Yeah. But there's another word they're using. No um, forgiveness or something like that. For uh, they're just gonna really crack down, but there's another topic we really haven't discussed. And yesterday, for the first day, because we headed up to Columbus and back, I noticed uh, in earnest they are tearing up that um, Johnson Road intersection. 
which is where you entered to go to, uh, or I used to enter to go to the Plains and the high school and the messenger and that sort of thing, right? Yep. And Eclipse. E- Eclipse, of yep. course. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Mercy. Couldn't there have been some better way to do that that maybe would have slowed down traffic um, if you had had a signal for crying out loud? They do have traffic signals, not very many, but some on Route 33. But I, they're, they're moving it all together. So, if, in other words, if you need to go to the messenger, you're going to have to go up to the next exit for the Plains. 682, yep. And drive through the Plains and then turn down what would be Johnson Road. Yep. And, the, and eventually, at the very end of it, right where the highway is, it will dead end into the messenger. You know? Yeah. So they are... Basically eliminating that left turn altogether. Oh, yeah. The concrete is pulled. Okay. So they've done away with those um, turnoff lanes. Yeah. Now, I'm trying to recall. Was there ever a a signal there? I don't think there ever was. No, but, I mean, even though people would have complained about that, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It would have at least... um, you know, they 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 were saying it was one of the more dangerous intersections. Yeah, it would have, I think, lessened the danger factor. Oh well. Yeah, it, it's it's the, a done deal now. Yep, there there's one that was done the same way, I believe, uh, in Ca- uh, Canal Winchester. It used yeah. to be able to take a left turn right there by the. Uh, what is now the Speedway gas oh, station? Oh yeah, right across from there. Yeah, yeah. there used to—I think there used to be lights there, but they've eliminated that turn altogether as well. So I guess it's the same concept here. Well, well as with I think in Johnson Road, as I—I I didn't count yesterday, but it seems to me there's like at least three or four stoplights between Columbus and here. Oh, okay. Um. And, you know, you're traveling along at 70, 60 miles an hour, whatever, and you're looking way down the road at that light to see what color it is. Yeah, like the one there at Sugar Grove? Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's one of them. Yep. Oh, well. (laughs) Good morning. Today is uh, September 17th. I don't know if I've mentioned it. I don't think you have. And yabba dabba do. Hey, it's official. Now it's a fright. Uh, in terms of um, this day or that day, today is National Tradesman Day. Now in my mind, I think I have a, a, a general idea what a tradesman is. But... I wonder if there is a little more specific um, definition. All right. Let's see. I mean, am I a tradesman? Um, I think so. Yeah, you could be. In the broadcasting industry. So why isn't everybody a tradesman at their chosen or unchosen profession? That's a good question. I suppose it would depend on the industry, uh, the employer, for instance. Well, I mean, or maybe it is more specific. So see what trades. Okay. I just happened to think of Ohio University. The staff and administrators, are they tradesmen? Since they work for the university, for the state of Ohio. Tradesmen, a person engaged in trading or a trade, typically on a relatively small scale. Now, here it goes on to say, what defines a trade job? A trade job is any occupation typically requiring specialized skills learned through advanced training 
rather than a four-year college or university training atmosphere. Trade jobs in the construction and manufacturing industries are often referred to as skilled trades, and many of these fields are experiencing ex excellent job growth. Okay. Did, did that get you anywhere? Well, it helped. Okay. Who is considered a tradesperson? So like Jamie Darnell. Okay. Yeah. Darnell Heating and Cooling. Yeah. <clears throat> um, or, or, you know, where, where they focus on a particular... Skill. Take their focused item. Okay, here it goes on to say, for example, the concise Oxford Dictionary, the 8th edition, <laughs> defines a tradesman as a person engaged in trading or a trade. For instance, a shopkeeper or skilled craftsman and a trade as a skilled handicraft. Okay. Well, anyway, today is National Tradesman Day. Is there a National Tradeswoman Day? Let's just no, see. No, no, no. That was, I meant it to be kind of humorous, but okay. it didn't work. Okay, going on. <laughs> National Apple Dumpling Day. Oh, yum. Now we're talking. Const we finally got to some food. Constitution <laughs> Day and Citizenship Day. Yay. Yes. That's a good one. Yes, it is. National Monte Cristo Day. Oh, yum. Oh, wait a minute. What am I missing here? Is that a food? Oh, yes. What's a Monte Cristo? It's a sandwich. It's like a fried ham and cheese sandwich. Or you can, you can batter it and deep fry it. And you can also add, like, powdered sugar or jelly jam whatever you want to add to it okay well what, what wasn't monte cristo um an actual person once upon a time i uh, could be like um he was famous for something the count of monte cristo yeah cristo let's see if i can find that real quick here <laughs> well we'll keep going national pow mia recognition day I'll talk about that in a few minutes. Okay. National Professional House Cleaners Day. All of these things are today. But Monte Cristo, the Count of Monte Cristo. That was a movie, apparently. The Count. It was also a book. Yeah, I was going to say about By book. Alexander Dumas. So, uh, apparently it must have been a fictional character. So, was it that they named that? Sandwich after that character for some odd reason? Um, let me dig into that also. Okay, not that it's very important. It's food. Yeah, we do like food. <laughs> okay, P-O-W-M-I-A. Let me, let me talk about that a little All right. When I was approaching the end of my service commitment, in fact, I extended six months to because of this project. I was supposed to be in the service three years. I was in just shy of three, three and a half. And I voluntarily extended uh, to work on this one last project. And it was the whole issue of POWs and MIAs. I was named to a committee by um, Admiral McCain, and there were about, um, I think there were eight of us. I was certainly the youngest and the least ranking person on the committee. But I have worked so hard on during during the active war on Cambodia and Laos and prisoners and then prisoners being moved to Hanoi and so on. 
that they decided to have me on this committee. And the, the point of it was, did we get everybody out? Are we certain we got everybody out that had been a prisoner? And I had to go to Washington on several occasions and be a part of testifying that based upon my knowledge and the work I had done, um, you're never certain that you have everybody. But as, as thoroughly as we could cross-reference, we believed we did. There were some cases of people who chose to stay there. And, you know, you can't force them to leave. Especially. Um, well, anyway. So... Um, I saw this National POW MIA Recognition Day. And that certainly caught my attention today. All right. You see those uh, flags flying at a lot of pro sports stadiums, mm. too, mm. right under the American flag. Mm. You'll see the the uh, black flag with the insignia, POW MIA. Yep. They're recognized there still to this day, and I think they plan on continuing that. For years to come. Okay. You were doing something. Monte Cristo. Yes. It apparently, the sandwich, is a tribute to the French novel, The Count of Monte Cristo. So they are connected. Yep. As such, the sandwich name suggests its French origins. Food historians generally think that the Monte Cristo sandwich is a variation of a French Croquet Monsieur, whatever that is. <laughs> that also goes on to say you can make one with cheese and ham, white bread, butter and eggs, or make one the same way with raspberry jam, sliced ham, provolone cheese, white bread, Swiss cheese, cooked turkey, cooked ham, and an egg. A few variations there. I'm sure. Okay, let's move on. So, historical events on this day in history sort of thing. The year 642, Arab forces conquer Alexandria. 1683, Dutch scientist Antony, Antony van Leeuwenhoek. is the first to report the existence of bacteria. 1683, they discover bacteria. 1787, the U.S. Constitution is signed by delegates at the Philadelphia Convention. 1862, the Battle of Antietam, right? Uh, in fact, more specifically, the Battle of Sharpsburg was the bloodiest day in the American Civil War. 22,000 died that day. Well, no, that let me make that a better statement. 22,000 were dead, wounded, or missing in the first battle on Union soil. Mm. 1916, World War I, Flying Ace, the Red Baron of the Ger German... Luftstreitkraft, however that's pronounced, wins his first aerial combat near France. 1940, Adolf Hitler indefinitely postpones Operation Sea Lion, which was to be the planned German invasion of Great Britain. Nineteen seventy eight on this date, Anwar Sadat 
Menachem Begin and Jimmy Carter signed the Camp David Accords, the frameworks for peace in the Middle East and between Egypt and Israel. Okay, here we go. People. Famous birthdays. Okay, Anne Bancroft, actress, right? Yes. She was born on this date in 1931. She died in 2005. The Marquis de Condorcet. I'll help you. Marquis de, and then it's C-O-N-D-O-R-C-E-T. Born on this date in 1743. Died in 1794. What was his thing? Uh, let's see. Known as Nicolas de Condorcet, was a French philosopher and mathematician. Okay. That's about all we have there. He sought to extend the empire of reason to social affairs. He advocated economic freedom, religious toleration, legal and educational reform, the abolition of slavery, and unusual for his time, equal rights for women, including women's suffrage. 1700s. Yeah. Okay, um, this next guy, um, I'm not sure why, but he and my dad were close friends. You're not sure why they were close friends? Well, I mean, it was before my day. Oh, okay. I was born in 49. This guy died in 53. But the name is certainly familiar to many of us. It's that of Hank Williams. Oh, okay. So 1923, his birth. 1953, his death. So 30 years, right? Yep. What a shame. Yeah, he uh, was allegedly reported to have some... Uh, drug issues because he had severe back pain and uh, if I remember correctly the story goes that he was injected with some painkillers and apparently injected uh, too many of them at one time overdose of some kind yep and was I think if I'm not mistaken he was found uh, in the back seat of the car the driver was taking him to a show and uh he was found in Oak Hill, West Virginia, actually. Well, um, how do I want to say this? My dad was not necessarily a country music fan, personally. And yet, he, the two of them, and Hank Williams was known as a country music performer, right? The two of them did have a good friendship. And uh, my coffee mug's coming apart. Oh, well. Oh. Oh, I see what's wrong. Okay. Um, But they did develop a a nice friendship. Cool. Well, it it goes on here to say that he was diagnosed of a heart attack, but it was widely known, well, especially nowadays in forensic medicine, what caused that. And there's a question here, what happened to the car that he died in? It was a 1952 Cadillac, and Hank Williams Jr. drove it when he was in high school. Years later, he had the car restored and displayed it in his Nashville museum. So it is in Nashville at the moment. The last uh, person is still alive, uh, celebrating his 71st birthday today. And this is not a name I'm familiar with, so forgive me if I mispronounce it. Narendra Modi. So the last name is M-O-D-I. Indian politician serving as the 14th and current Prime Minister of India since 2014. Uh, Let's see, he is a member of Parliament for Varanasi. He's a member of the Bayartia, the Bharatiya Janata Party, 
and it's here this is easier national democratic alliance okay <laughs> only two deaths to mention today um the first one i've heard of but i don't know why dread scott and um he was uh, born in 1777 he died on this date in 1858 yeah it's he's popularly known in the uh, Dred Scott decision, he was an enslaved African-American in uh, the U.S. who unsuccessfully sued for his freedom uh-huh. and that of his wife, Harriet, and their two daughters in the Dred Scott versus Sanford case of 1857, popularly known as the Dred Scott decision. And this, uh, sec- the um, only other death, famous death to mention today, and this is someone I knew, and I actually enjoyed his uh, knowing him. Um, Sparrow, Sparrow Agnew, who was um, vice president, right? Yes. And um, he was born in 1918, but died on this date in 1996. Yeah, he served from 69 until he resigned in 73. Uh, he is the second vice president to resign, the other being John C. Calhoun in 1832. Uh, thus, that made Gerald Ford the only president, I believe, who was never elected as he was appointed vice president by yeah. Yeah. Richard Nixon and then ascended to the presidency when President Nixon resigned. All right. I came across a, a group of, um, well, it's, I don't know, it's an article, I guess. It's uh, entitled 25 Odd and Bizarre Historical Events That Sound Fake. <laughs> okay. So. You know, like the first article concerns the U.S. flag's design. And I start reading it, and immediately I go, no. We had this woman that, what was her name? Betsy Ross? Yes, Betsy Ross who did this. But anyway, (laughs) let's just, we'll do what we got here. So coming in 25th on this list. The current U.S. flag was designed by a 17-year-old student. They go on. Have you ever heard of Robert G. Heft? You know, the dude who designed the American flag back in 1958. No? Well, we're not surprised. Believe it or not, Robert created the most famous flag design in the world as part of a school project when he anticipated Alaska and Hawaii joining the United States. So at the point when we went from 48 to 50 states. Ironically, he only got a B- minus for the assignment and a reprimand from his teacher for having too many stars. As he would state later, his teacher told him, you don't even know how many states we have. Well, not discouraged from his teacher's reaction, Robert sent his design to the White House. And his design was chosen out of more than 1,500 submissions that were given to then-President Dwight Eisenhower. By the way, later, his teacher changed his grade to an A. (laughs) You know, so they're not talking about the basic design. They're talking about how do you align 50 stars and in what manner and in reference to the stripes and all that sort of thing. Let's see here. Okay, now here's a little fact. 
not a little fact, a big fact. It says China used more cement in three years than the U.S. did the entire 20th century. Think of that. What was that time period? In three years. Three years. Yeah. China used more cement in three years than did the than the U.S. did in the entire 20th century. Good heavens. <clears throat> let's, let's get into it. Uh, it, 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 re, it reads, Despite Bill Gates once tweeting about it, no one really took him seriously. But according to estimates from the U.S. Geological Survey, Bill Gates was being serious. See, the... The U.S. used four and a half gigatons of cement between 1901 and 2000. Compare that with the 6.6 gigatons of cement China used between 2011 and 13. And you will realize that Bill Gates is definitely not a liar. A gigaton is one billion metric tons. Yeah. Remarkable. And they did that in three years. Yeah. Or 2.2 trillion pounds or 10,000 fully loaded U.S. aircraft carriers. That's only one. Abraham Lincoln. He had a number of talents, but uh, this this is fair. I was going to say, guess one that we might not know. That's too hard. They say he was a marvelous wrestler. I've never heard anything like that. Yep, same here. Even though he's widely known as the great one of the greatest presidents in American history, if not the greatest. President Lincoln could also have been a WWE star. (laughs) Before he became president, Abraham Lincoln was a champion wrestler, taking part in over 300 matches. He had a reputation for being a very tough fighter. Keep also in mind that Abe was 6 foot 4 inches tall, and about 225 pounds in his prime days. In other words, a certified badass. <laughs> <laughs> Can you picture Abe in one of those uh, tight little spandex? Yeah, with the with the beard, shoulder and the, straps. Yeah, and, and the top hat. Oh no, Getting not with a hat. Jump in the ring, fly off the top rope. <laughs> I I was just using the regular uniform. I hadn't even thought about headgear and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, another interesting blurb. It says the Pope once declared war on cats. That's right, feline cats. It goes on. Even though there's not an official historical source verifying this, we will assume that Pope Gregory IV must have been a real dog person. The notorious Pope once claimed that black cats were instruments of Satan and ordered their extermination throughout Europe. Ironically, the dramatic reduction in cat population during the 13th century was among the factors that led to a spike of plague-carrying rats, leading to, of course, the black Yeah, that didn't work out, did it? (laughs) Not very well. Okay. Number 21 on this list. Cleopatra wasn't even Egyptian. Well, 
arguably the mo- the most famous Egyptian human to ever live wasn't even Egyptian after all. For the record, Cleopatra was of Greek origin. She was, of course, the last active ruler of the, let's see, how do you say this? Ptolemaic, Ptolemaic Kingdom of Egypt. And as a member of that dynasty, she was a descendant of its founder, who was a Greek general and companion of Alexander the Great. Yeah, well, some of these are better than others. <laughs> uh, Caligula made his horse a priest. It's no secret that Roman Emperor Gaius, G-A-I-U-S, better known as Caligula, was a ruthless nutcake. <laughs> According to the ancient historian Suetonius, Caligula loved horses way more than he loved humans. In state, Obviously so. Insatius was by far his favorite horse. He loved Insatius so much that he gave the steed a marble stall, an ivory manager, a jeweled collar, and even a house. Another chronicler, Cassius Dio, wrote that servants fed incitatious oats mixed with gold flakes. And we're not talking about a cereal. We're talking about really gold flakes. At some point, Caligula tried to make his horse a senator of Rome as well, but ended up making it a priest instead. These are kind of interesting. They are. They are different. They yes. Are different. Well, I think we've had enough of these for today. We'll save the balance of them. And as time permits, we'll go through them. Yeah, all right. So, Did you uh, watch the Bobcats last night? Um, we were at Shade <clears throat> Restaurant. We got home late. And we saw the first half at the restaurant on the screens on the wall. And um, that's what we saw. Okay, well, they came out on a way short end of the score, as we know, 49 to 14. But they've got a big one coming up against Northwestern coming up a week from tomorrow, I believe, in uh, Evanston, Illinois, playing a Big Ten team. Good time to bounce back. Yeah. Just a moment ago, I grabbed a phone line, but before we finished uh, the sentence here, they dropped off. Uh, now let me double check there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're not there. Uh, so, folks, uh, if if you hear, well, here comes another call. Uh, good morning. You're on the air. Yeah, that was me. Good. Uh, but your mailbox is full or something. I just wanted to ease your pain, Dave. Which uh, pain is that? Those, the strict enforcement zones. Oh yes. Areas strict enforcement. They call them no tolerance zones. That's I that's the word I looking. was working for. Absolutely. So from field of dreams, I'm going to ease your pain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Talk to you later. Okay. Yeah, bye bye. No tolerance. Yes, that was it. Yeah, I, I was thinking zero tolerance. And maybe it says could, that on some of be. them too, but. The word tolerance, that's the one I was saying. Yeah, that's it. Well, back to the Bobcats. Um, they, you know, got in a, got in a hole at 14 to nothing and then uh, came back, bounced back a little bit. Uh, they ended up scoring twice, but uh, they got a little work to do. So we'll see what materializes through the season. However, I don't think there's much competition in the MAC East. 
So I'm looking for the Bobcats to do pretty well in MAC competition. So the, we'll, um, we'll see what happens. Uh, the couple times they showed the uh, the stands, if you will. Yeah. Boy, there weren't too many people there. No, nah, there were a lot of fans dressed up like empty seats. Huh? There were a lot of people dressed up like empty seats. Meaning that's what you saw, a lot of empty seats. Oh. <laughs> you you um, didn't get it, did you? <laughs> n- no, that went right over my head. Okay. But um, we knew a, a lady that was going to go down. In fact, she unfortunately broke her record. She has a record of not missing a single home or away Ohio Bobcat football game in 12 years. Oh, my. Yeah. That's quite a record. But uh, when she saw that, um, what was the name of it? The storm? Oh, yeah. the Is uh, it chair or something? I don't know. I don't know. But the, uh, the hurricane that was supposed to affect Lafayette, but then sort of fizzled out, she canceled her flight. Um, but, you know, that's, that's the way it goes once in a while. Yep. Well, we've got high school football tonight, Athens High School football. Uh, they travel to MacArthur to take on Vinton County. That should be a good one. Airtime at uh, 6.30, kickoff at 7, power 105. Uh, is going to be broadcasting the Trimble Tomcats as they travel to uh, John Marshall High School in Glendale, West Virginia, which is just south of Wheeling. About, uh, looks like about an hour. It's about a two and a half hour drive from here. So they will. Holy cow. Yeah, go over probably, go over through uh, Cambridge. They might have left already. Yeah, to Wheeling and then down, down that way. So, uh, yeah, Trimble and uh, John Marshall High School tonight on Power 105. Same thing. Pre-game at 6.30, kickoff at 7. Then Ohio State uh, plays tomorrow. I think they play Tulsa. So they sure stubbed their toe last weekend. They were favored by 20 points, I think, over Oregon and ended up getting beaten. Right. And then Joey Burrow and the Bengals Sunday – as they travel to Chicago to take on Dub Bears. Dub Bears. <laughs> well, plenty of sports action, and our station's proud to be uh, a significant affiliate with all of these. And the flagship, of course, of Ohio University. We got the uh, all the Athens games on, and then we had the county game of the week, and. Uh, we're talking to high school there, all that sort of thing. Um, boy, it's a job to do. And we, we're fortunate that we have um, a staff of great sports folks. We really do. We have some great announcers. And um, so, folks, we're just about uh, 20 minutes, 20 seconds, rather, away from saying goodbye to you. Have a marvelous day out there. Remember, it's 70 degrees right now. We're going to get up to 84 yet. and um, But it's going to be um, sunny the whole day. Tomorrow there will be a few clouds, but it's still going to be hot. No mention of rain. Have a great day. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Have Ohio. Have a great weekend. 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. President Biden's plan to roll out COVID booster shots is facing its first major hurdle. An FDA advisory panel is meeting right now to decide whether to endorse the extra doses. The FDA's Dr. Peter Marks. We're committed to focusing on the science and will drive our decision making in the context of the clear and obvious public health need 
to continue slowing the spread of COVID-19, which at this time is leading to the deaths of close to 2,000 Americans each day. The panel will make its recommendation to the CDC, which has the final say. CBS News has obtained a warning from the Department of Homeland Security ahead of tomorrow's planned rally supporting rioters who attacked the Capitol on January 6th. Correspondent Chris Van Cleve is in Washington. According to the bulletin, social media users discussed storming the Capitol the night before the rally. And other references to violence included using the rally to target Jewish institutions, elected officials, and liberal churches. Fences are up around the Capitol and the Supreme Court. The National Guard is on standby. A Republican lawmaker says he'd rather quit than compete against a pro-Trump opponent. CBS's Steve Kathan says the congressman's decided against running for a third term. Anthony Gonzalez of Ohio cites the, quote, chaotic political environment and the toxic dynamics in the Republican Party. Former President Trump had already endorsed his potential primary opponent, Max Miller, one of his own former campaign aides. Miller says Gonzalez dishonored the office by betraying his constituents with the impeachment vote. The South Carolina attorney accused of trying to arrange his own murder is out on bail. His lawyer says he's headed to drug rehab to deal with an addiction to painkillers. Former State Attorney General Charlie Condon says he knew Alex Murdoch's family for years. He has stolen large sums of money from the law firm, and some of that money does belong to, to clients. You're looking then at, at, at really serious felony charges. Police have still not solved the murders of Murdoch's wife and son in June. Prince Williams just introduced 15 finalists in a British environmental competition. Here's CBS's Peter King. Britain's Royal Foundation calls it the Earthshot Prize, taking a page from JFK's 60s Moonshot, and it will award a million British pounds, nearly 1.4 million U.S. dollars, to what it considers the most inspiring and innovative solution to environmental challenges. The base of the biggest tree in the world is wrapped in foil to try to protect it from the flames of a wildfire threatening California's giant forest. The General Sherman is a 275-foot sequoia believed to be 1,500 years old. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Indeed helps you hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all their job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com credit. I love being able to share with our family who's listening how much we all love State Farm Insurance. With surprisingly great rates, State Farm has saved us money with our car and home insurance. I mean, you're my wife. You know how much I love a great deal. So, of course, I'm <laughs> going to love the great rates and great service at 